1: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Jerry Jones is doing everybody else in his division. A major, major favor right now. It is Carlin in for on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh, yes, the ESPN app as well. What a jam-packed show we have got today. It all revolves around football. Jeff Darlington will be here in 20 minutes to answer some of the questions, including where in the world is Dalvin Cook? But... As always, we got to start in Big D. Here we go! Go, go! Only
1: one
3: place to start. I think it's okay for Jerry to ramp up expectations and put some pressure on his football team. They are a playoff
1: team. They will challenge the Philadelphia Eagles for the
4: division dive. Mike McCarthy needs yeah. this kind of environment because this football team better deliver.
2: I say as always because Jerry Jones is always giving us something to talk about, and in this case, he's giving us pure stupidity to talk about. In case you've been buried under a rock and you're a Cowboys fan, you have known for quite some time that Zach Martin, your six-time, one, two, three, four, five, six-time, first team all-pro guard, is holding out for more money. Zach Martin is 32 years old. He is down the line in his career. He is currently sixth highest paid among guards in the NFL at $13 million a year where the highest paid is Chris Lindstrom. The Falcons is making $20 million a year plus. I have never, never been someone who would side with ownership over a player with one exception, and that exception was with Darrell Revis and the Jets when Revis seemingly held out at every possible turn. It felt like it was every other year at least trying to get new contracts, and it was just enough. But when it comes to the NFL, with non-guaranteed contracts, I will never, never fault a player for trying to get as much as they can, while they can, and to use the hammer when they have it to swing. That does not change in the case of Zach Martin whatsoever. If you want to argue, as Jerry Jones does, that he has a contract, and he needs to show up, that's cute that's adorable that's not happening and it shouldn't happen you know look at what's going on with running backs around the NFL and the fact that they even if they hold out or hold in like Jonathan Taylor is doing they're not gonna be able to get their money and he's in the third year finished up his third year of his contract it's a perfect opportunity for him to have the hammer and swing it, and even the Colts are not even acknowledging that he has any leverage here. Jerry Jones was asked by The Athletic if he was surprised that Zach Martin is a holdout. Here is his quote. Not really. Surprised is not really there, the word there. It's very costly. That's just where we are. There are huge, significant ramifications happening here by anybody's measure, financially. So you realize that not having him here, it could happen via injury on the next play. You've got to put that one on and say you just move on here without him. You say that sounds like a concern. No, I'm just trying to give you how you really have to look at it. I'm going to be honest, the last... Two to three sentences was just nonsensical rabble that Jerry just couldn't stop talking. Here's what he is saying. Everybody's got something on the line here, especially financially. Well, Zach Martin certainly does financially. We told you he's at $13 million last year. Did you know that Zach Martin has been first or second team All-Pro at guard? Every year in his career, except for one, in 2020, that was the year that Zach Martin missed six games. That is the only year that he has missed significant time. There was one other season where he missed two. He has still finished first or second team every year, and he has been first team All-Pro, not Pro Bowl, All-Pro, six times, including the last two seasons. He is a guard. It is not getting away from him. But when you look at the division, Jerry Jones is doing everybody else a massive, massive favor right now. You do know that in the NFC East, you have the likes of, oh, I don't know, Deron Payne and Dexter Lawrence and Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis that you have to block in the interior of the offensive line, right? Those guys are all dominant, Fletcher Cox further down the line, but all dominant defensive linemen on the interior. And you are deciding to draw the line in the sand right here, Jerry. I'll tell you what, if you really look at the history, Jerry Jones has never had any concept of who to pay when. He really hasn't. And it's amazing could not wait to give Zeke Elliott $50 million guaranteed. A $90 million contract overall. And he is a big reason why we are where we are with the running backs right now. Because he gave Zeke that money in 2019. And you know what he got for that $50 million he shelled out guaranteed? Roughly four yards a carry. And now nobody wants to sign Zeke because he's toast. Jerry is Jerry is the problem and he is getting in the way of his own team winning. You hate the fact that you have to pay Dak Prescott the amount of money that you're paying him already, Jerry. Do you want him to get crushed on the inside and see your season over? You know, last year it happened very early. And on the last play of the game in the opening week against Tampa Bay, where you almost lost him for the entire year, and you lost him for five or six games, and it hurt you. It hurt you. It didn't kill you, but it hurt you. I'm looking at the first six games of your season. Giants opening night, Dexter Lawrence. The Jets, a dominant defensive line, a very, very good group on defense overall. Cardinals, the Patriots, the 49ers. The Chargers. Do you want to just end your season before he begins? And you might sit there and say, Carlin, it's August 8th. Relax. Just settle down. No, you can't. Not in this instance, because there is real, real animosity between the Cowboys and Zach Martin right now. And there does not appear to be an end in sight in this holdout. And if you want to sit there and say, well, listen, Zach Martin's got to show up at some point, right? He's getting fined, and they can't rescind those fines, right? Let me give you a little clue as to what's eventually going to happen. I think he's racked up nearly $600,000 in fines already. You may not be able to forgive those fines, but my guess would be that part of the signing bonus will be a little extra tack-on that will be very close to the total of what the fines were. So that one way or another is going to get taken care of. It is amazing to me that Jerry Jones, at this juncture, does does not want to pay Zach Martin because he's worried about Things down the line. He's worried about next year. He's worried about the next player that's going to hold out for more money. When right now, he has to be about winning as soon as possible. And he, he always has been. He always has been about this. And that's what's really confusing. Let's listen to our guy, Harry Douglas, on this topic. You know, this, we, when we look at this situation, it is not hard to figure out. Zach Martin is your best offensive player. If you're Jerry Jones and you
5: want an opportunity this season, you better get Zach Martin signed. You want Dak Prescott to be better? How in the hell is Dak Prescott going to be better if his best offensive player, his best offensive lineman, Zach Martin isn't there?
2: He's not going to be. And let's just be blunt. Jerry's 80 years old. Okay? Clock's ticking. Do you want to win before it's over? Do you want to win and get your due credit? Before it's too late, of course you do. Why do you consistently pick your battles in the wrong spots? This is why the Cowboys have not won a championship in 30 years. This is why. Because he's never been good at this. He's never been a great GM. And in this spot, he's making yet another mistake that could cost him another opportunity at getting into uh, another opportunity at winning a championship where his team is always very good during the regular season, but they find a way to blow it in the postseason. I do have to bring in resident Cowboy fan. That is Bubba, who is fresh off of the sailboat of the last few days. He took a little respite, a, a little well-earned break. Uh, he spent time on the inner tube getting pulled around lakes. And uh, the. where were you in the lake or were you on the ocean? Where were you? Uh, well, I was in the, uh,
6: the Sound on Saturday, and then I was in the river yesterday on uh, Sunday.
2: Okay, but you were basically living your best life. Don't worry about what I was doing. Well, I'm not insulting you when I say that. You were living your best life. It was fine. And having having that been the case, it, is sure, it surely has given you plenty of time to think about the disaster that you are sitting on right now when it comes to Zach Martin, your take on this situation.
6: Well, look, I, I mean, I agree with the Amari situation was bad. I agree. The Zeke second contract was bad. But in the end, Jerry's going to get it done. I got faith. Zach's not going. To- what evidence do you have that would suggest that to be the case? Do, do you think they're not going to re-sign Zach Martin? That's what you think is going to happen?
2: No, I think I would get this done sooner rather than or like, later. Or restructure his contract, I should say. I, I think I would get this done sooner rather than later because he does not look to me like somebody that is not going to dig his heels in on this one.
6: Sure, uh, yeah. I think they're going to get it done, and I don't think there's going to be an issue, and we're going to win the NFC East because there's no repeat winners, so we're in. Next question.
2: Yeah. It's nice that you can just boil it all down to that and be so horribly wrong. And Yeah, no, no repeat winners,
6: so it's a lock. <laughs> so... Find me another win. Who's going to win? Yeah, the
2: Philadelphia Eagles, and I know it's the first repeat in 27 years. Yeah, there's
6: no repeat winners, so they're out. What don't you understand?
2: It's it's not an actual NFL rule that you can't win the division. You know that,
3: right? Two years in a row. It's it's in the new CBA. It is?
2: I must have missed it. (laughs) Terrible job by (laughs) me. Terrible job by me.
3: Didn't do your reading this morning.
2: Like the Peyton Manning thing last week. (laughs) Yep, another miss. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Clock's ticking, Jerry. Be careful. Get this done. Because right now you are killing yourself. But you think back to Zeke, you killed yourself when it came to keeping Amari Cooper. You had to trade him away for a fifth round pick because you gave him ninety million dollars, fifty guaranteed, and you got four yards of carry for it. Well done. Well done. He does pick the oddest spots to draw the line in the sand. It's Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can say about 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. To Bubba's point, oh, he's going to get it done, he's going to get it done. Here's the thing. This is the one holdout that seems to have some real animosity toward it. Like, everybody seems to be on the same page when it comes to Nick Bosa and eventually getting that deal done. You look at the other holdouts, eh, I mean, are we calling Josh Jacobs a holdout? He's not signing the tag, but we know eventually he's going to sign the tag because he's a running back, and he's going to show up the week before the season starts. that That's how this goes. This has a chance to blow up into something bigger. Carlin Infragrini on ESPN radio and on Sirius XM channel eighty. Jonathan Taylor is a hold in. That's a little bit anime. There's some animus there. But do we believe Jonathan Taylor's not going to end up playing this year? I think Zach Martin, like, there's a legitimate chance that he would hold out and miss a game or two. I really do believe that. Oh, grow up. Grow up. Grow, grow up. up. And break. Remember what happened when uh, Emmett Smith missed the first couple of games of the year? Jerry got that checkbook out as fast as could oh, be. Exa- yeah, he, he missed two games. Y- yes, and they went 0-2. They went 0-2 to start the year. And then what happened? Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN
5: Radio. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickranger.com or just stop by.
4: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
2: In case you haven't noticed it lately, there is active tension uh, on Get Up, whenever Jeff Darlington and Louis Riddick are on the show together. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on six XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Jeff joins us here, and I want to start this uh, just by playing a little bit of you and Riddick uh, going back and forth this morning. I said he could be, and I didn't say I said it, Jeff. I said someone told me that, Jeff. You need to listen better on this stuff. Put on your ears. Put on your <laughs> ears. That's what I said, Jeff. You're trying to manipulate my words. So why do you two hate each other all of a sudden? What's going on there?
7: It's just, it's just mostly jealousy. You
2: God, know? you're really, your voice it's went just, up really high there, first of all. At the yeah, beginning I,
7: of I, 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 anytime you talk about something that you're like, you know... <clears throat> I think it's mostly I think it's mostly jealousy. I just think that Riddick has this it's like he re- he recognizes I didn't play the game, but I understand it better than he does mm. like he recognizes that he was a personnel guy working in front office I wasn't but I tend to make better points than he does. I honestly just chalk it all up to jealousy
2: yeah listen, I can understand that, but I think the only thing you would be jealous of is that you're spinning a computer on your finger and by the way, like we get it dude. Like we get it. Yeah. You you can spin look, things on your finger and make, cogent you, NFL points while you're doing it. You you now sound like Lewis Riddick. <laughs> look, I am giving hey, you Jeff, people. Jeff, I'll be what honest. Listen, spinning that thing on your finger every single week. Little thirsty on your part, okay? Yeah,
7: hey, look. Oh, am I posting pictures on Instagram of me in a bikini? But, bar, just thirsty the for the attention of.
2: Oh yeah, no, I mean, guys, don't ask me to spin things again. Somebody get my <laughs> laptop. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey,
7: listen, I'm just giving the people what they want, okay? <laughs> what are you, Team Riddick here? I mean, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you I, want? For, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an entertainer, okay? <laughs> this is 2023. There's no such thing as journalistic integrity anymore. i got to do something to make a living.
2: Dad, circus, clown, dance.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the way, I love Riddick. I, oh, he's I, there's the best. Nothing, it, remi- I, it reminds me of the way like a Rottweiler gets when like a chihuahua just keeps like nipping at it, you know, like he tries to like let me go, but eventually he just gets so upset.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. It's Jeff Darlington. I'm a very, I'm a very punchable person, you know? See, I don't get punchable face from you. I don't get that. I I, yeah, I, it's mostly, I, it's mostly I know why you leader. might think that because, listen, and I'm not saying this just because you're here and whatever. You're yeah. handsome and I get where that would be come from in your mind like yes these are the dangers of having these good looks and your good looks would we call them rugged i don't know that we would call them rugged i think we'd call them no. more on and this is not insulting i would kill to be a pretty boy a little more yeah, of the pretty boy, pretty side. boy. for yeah. sure
7: it's a it's a it's a battle it's a it's a uh reputation i've long tried to overcompensate for by doing masculine things like you know, deep sea fishing and things like that. Like I try exactly. I do those things to kind of compensate for my, my boyish looks.
2: I would love to see a Marlin. You, you reeling in a Marlin. What would that yeah. look like? Yeah, uh, I did it. Okay. In January. How big 230 it?
7: 230 pounds. Wow. 230 pounds. Wow. It's mounted in my uh, garage right now.
2: I guess we should talk some NFL. Okay. Um, Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN NFL insider, you know. And no. entertainer, apparently. Yeah. Uh, what what are we looking at here with Zach Martin's holdout? Is this potentially detrimental at yeah. the moment with the Cowboys?
7: Yeah, I
2: mean, of all the holdouts, this is the one that
7: feels the most contentious. You know, if we're not counting Jonathan Taylor, which technically isn't in a holdout right now because he's on the physically unable to perform list. But like Chris Jones, when I talk to people in Kansas City, they feel like Jones' deal is going to get done. I talk to people in San Francisco, Bosa is just a matter of time, but Zach Martin, like both sides kind of have their feet in the ground here. He's taking every day he's getting fined $50,000 a day uh, and the new uh, the new collective bargaining agreement has it that those um, those fines are not refundable in the traditional sense. Now, John Lynch has made pretty clear that they're not fining Bosa they'll kind of refund it through a signing bonus, but The the Cowboys are taking a very different stance. They're saying that Zach Martin needs to be here. It is contractually his obligation. He is not. He is not getting a new deal. Uh, And, you you know, there's some sense to be made of it. He signed a new deal in 2018. He was the highest-paid guard at the time and the second-paid highest offensive lineman in the league. And he signed a long-term deal, which, you know, comes with risk and reward. Dak Prescott fought for a four-year deal because – he wanted another bite of the apple after four years. That comes with risk because you don't get the long-term stability. So the Cowboys are looking at Zach Martin saying, dude, you, you you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. So I don't know where this one ends, but both sides feel very entrenched on
2: it. Does it feel like Jerry picks the wrong battles sometimes? Because well, we're kind of like, here with running backs, it seems to me, because of Ezekiel yeah. Elliott getting $50 million guaranteed. Right.
7: You could make a case that we're here with Zach Martin because of Ezekiel Elliott too. It feels like a pendulum swing, right? Like everybody yep. kind of got on Jerry about signing that long given or Zeke that long term deal, and then he it seemingly didn't work out. Now with Zach Martin, he's going to play hardball. Now Jerry Jones was asked about that. Is this? Are you saying precedent? The, is this because of the Zeke deal? And he said, No, it's just facts. We have to pay other guys. We have to pay Micah Parsons. Like we've got. We've got other contracts, other money to distribute, and we already did that with Zach Martin. So um, he's saying no, but yeah, there tends to, in my head, be a little bit of a hey, you, you're not going to pull, you're not going to pull this over on me again. I'm not going to be everybody's punching bag.
2: Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN NFL Insider. Hey, uh, where's Dalvin Cook? Yeah.
7: Um, I mean, do you, do you want to know literally where he is? No, um, I just want to know if
2: he's ever going to be in a training camp, yeah, and no, so. Uh, if so, so. why hasn't clarify. he I mean, I know why he hasn't signed yet. The money isn't what he wants it to be, but well, is he just no, waiting for somebody it, it, to get it, hurt right now, basically?
7: Yeah, it, honestly, I think that's it. It is interesting because, like, he had the Jets visit, and he was, like, kind of parading himself a little bit, like, showing up at practice, and I think the Hard Knocks cameras were, like, following him, and, fans chanting his name, him saying it's likely that he'd sign there, but ultimately walked away. And from my understanding, the jets were not promising him any type of like primary role. Um, they weren't saying he's going to be the starter. And it sounds like they're quite a bit off in money. So there's nothing imminent there. Uh, there's a job form with the dolphins if he wants it. But again, same kind of situation. Like he's not promised or he's, he's not, he's not getting a ton of money there. So to me, it does feel like he's saying, all right, well, I might as well just wait this out, see if there's a training camp injury. Uh, I mean, he had off-season see- surgery himself, so he's not necessarily 100%. And maybe mm-hmm. something changes if uh, someone gets hurt.
2: Jeff, um, has there ever been a worse use of the word or than the or yeah. that is currently on the Buccaneers quarterback depth yeah. chart? <laughs>
7: Or it's never good. Or i mean I've covered the league I covered the Dolphins. Uh I was on the beat for seven years and I think there was a lot of ores on the quarterback depth chart and it never works out well. Um To be clear, right now it says for
2: starting quarterback, just for the fans yeah. who aren't aware, yeah. right now on the Bucks depth chart it says starting no. quarterback, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask.
7: <laughs> I mean my might as well say and
2: like yes and like we haven't decided yeah exactly like the old "Ah." you know college thing one of them will run the triple option
7: or feels very much like "Ah. Ah." yeah (laughs) "Ah." exactly
2: (laughs) we'll see i I mean yeah listen is it just is is it honestly is that or represent we'll lose or we'll lose by 30 is that basically the extent Um, of it
7: I don't. I don't know that. I mean, I, I really thought that Baker was going to be the guy from the beginning. The second they signed him, there was people I talked to in Tampa. There was some real excitement about Baker, kind of the presence that he was bringing. Um, it does sound like Kyle Trask has had a good camp. That said, I, if we're still at the ore phase, and I get it, it's a it's a legitimate competition. They haven't had any preseason games. That's it's fair. Um, I, I I don't want to be too hard on them. I mean, there is a case to be made that. You know, and Louis Riddick uh, honestly was making the ridiculous um, debate that that uh, Brock Purdy shouldn't just be QB one in San Francisco. That Trey Lance should get to compete. So, in his mind, what they're doing in Tampa is exactly right.
2: What wow. is Louis Riddick now? Just digging in another one right before we finish up with you. But I, I do want to thank you because from yeah. here on, we're always going to have this.
7: It's it's just
2: it's mostly jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> Was that me? Was that my voice? That was you. Yeah. That was a little high-pitched Jeff Darlington right there. Just, well, one more time for time
7: that him. someone has a high-pitched voice before they accuse someone else of being jealous, <laughs> generally speaking, it's uh, it's not a good sign.
2: Listen, I have uh, always had the voice of a 12-year-old for the most part, so welcome. Yeah, well,
7: well, apparently I have the face of one. So,
2: <laughs> Jeff you know, Darlington. Called me a pretty boy. ESPN so, we'll, NFL gosh. Insider. Truths are told on this show. What can I do? What you can I and Louis
7: Riddick can go have your fun. You know, <laughs> make fun of Jeff. It's not, and... it's,
2: just, its mostly jealousy. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> <All show. right. laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider with us. Carlin in on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
1: Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation today Time is
2: here!
1: On ESPN Radio. The Los Angeles Chargers.
2: 158,
0: go! I'm Lindsay Theory covering the Chargers who already checked off priority number one in training camp signing quarterback Justin Herbert to a five-year, $262 million extension that keeps him with the team through the 2029 season. So now all attention is on how Herbert, along with top playmakers Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and rookie first-round pick Quinton Johnston operate the new scheme installed by coordinator Kellen Moore, who this season joins the Bolts after four seasons as a play caller with the Dallas Cowboys. Moore brings with him to L.A. an explosive brand of offense, one that has Herbert looking downfield more often, and one that the Chargers certainly lacked a season ago.
1: Down, down to kickoff with NFL Nation two days on ESPN Radio.
0: So the Chargers
2: have a new offensive coordinator with Kellen Moore. They have Justin Herbert locked up. These are all good, good things. The Cowboys' stupidity of letting Moore go—it really turns out to be the chargers benefit but this is not about any of them it's about the head coach it's about brandon staley because as chris canty has always said bad coaching can get in the way of good players here is Brandon Stanley on how things are going so far in training camp. Yesterday, the offense
7: had a really, really good day. And today, I thought the defense responded. And we went through a lot of good situations today, two-minute red zone. And uh, there was there was just a lot of good things out there uh, on the football field both days for both sides. And I think that's been a bright spot for us. It's just every time we've gone out to practice, both sides have competed well. Who wins the day has been kind of back and forth. But you're seeing the playmaking and you're seeing the execution. and you know, today we, we had some really good situations out there, too.
2: You know, the Chargers have done a good job uh, of helping themselves out, especially defensively uh, in the off season. Really did a nice job on their defensive line, uh, bringing in the likes of Sebastian Joseph Day, players like that that are going to help them, especially help them stop the run, which they had absolutely no chance at doing last season. So there's Brandon Staley who is a defensive coach. Here's what I would say, Brandon. If you want to be the head coach, stay away from the quarterback and stay away from the offense as a whole. Just let Kellen Moore do his thing there. You could talk about it in press conferences. You could pay attention to what's happening. But if I were you, I'd be a lot more concerned about the defense and I'd be a lot more concerned about making better decisions with what our play calling is in fourth down spots and all of those kind of situations where you inevitably get get criticized a ton because what you're doing makes absolutely no sense. Fourth and four from your own 21 in the second quarter, probably not the best play, just saying. So maybe, maybe, this needs to be about staying away from whatever the offense is doing because you've got two guys in place that can run this, and you've got a dynamic quarterback. And the last thing that you need is bad coaching getting in the way of a really good player and some really good players on that offensive side. For Brandon Staley to keep his job, just let everybody else do their job. And make sure that you are buttoned up and you're not just going according to what all of the numbers say in the analytics about when you should and should not go for it. I personally don't believe that Brandon Staley is going to be the head coach of the Chargers next season. In fact, I will tell you, I firmly believe the head coach of the Chargers next year will be Kellen Moore. Carlin, Infragrini, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. There are bad owners all over professional sports and yet another another example of just pure stupidity maybe owners are not as smart as we give them credit for
4: it's it's just it's mostly jealousy
0: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
2: Sometimes we just get stupid in our sensitivity. It's Carl in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, 6 XM Channel 80. I'm going to play for you. A soundbite. It's not even a soundbite. It's a broadcaster. It's Kevin Brown, who is the Orioles play-by-play announcer on TV, and uh, a young guy, but excellent, really good at his job on uh, Masson, uh, their broadcast partner, the TV uh, side for the Orioles. This is from um, what a couple of weeks ago when they were playing uh, the uh, Rays. Kevin also does games for ESPN Radio. The Orioles are 70 and 42 and in first place in the American League East. I just want you to remember that. The Orioles are 70 and 42 and in first place in the American League East. They've had trouble beating the Rays over the years. I want you to listen to this soundbite and tell me. What you're thinking in your mind.
3: Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two at the top this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined it is a stark difference Ben and it is not a bad race team it's not like all of a sudden the race uh, became slouches in the American League East they've led this division every day but now two and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place
2: so you listen to that and it is statement of facts Orioles struggled to win in Tampa since 2017 for a long time but coincidentally the Rays have been a really good team during that stretch Orioles' ownership, John Angelos, was watching and took issue with the comment. This is according to The Athletic. And ever since, Brown has not appeared on a mass in television broadcast. It is jointly owned by the Orioles and the Washington Nationals, the network. Brown has been on the radio, but he has not been on television since making that comment. John Angelos was apparently very upset with it, and decided you're off the air. The Orioles yesterday, when this became public knowledge, uh, took just took issue with the idea that Brown had been suspended. Uh, also said to awful announcing through a senior official that we don't comment on personal matters, and we look forward to hearing Kevin's voice soon. I, I I'm blown away that this would be considered somehow offensive to an owner. I have to tell you, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in my life was never ask advice of a rich man's son. John Angelos is the son of Peter Angelos. Like many owners, John Angelos is basically inheriting a team here as we've seen with many, many, many owners over the years, and have never, ever had any concept of what reality is. The Baltimore Orioles, since 1990, what, 1998? 25 years, have made the playoffs three times. They have basically been an abomination for more than a generation. They have been embarrassing to watch. Nobody would have blinked at the comment that Kevin Brown made. There was no derisive tone to what he was saying whatsoever. He was not making fun of the team. It was statement of fact. And yes, it was a negative fact, but it was a fact. The team had lost. That's it. Not God, we've been terrible. Not God, we can't buy one. None of those. No, no, no. Statement of fact. The team, as I said earlier, is 70 and 42, 28 games over 500, and in first place in the American League East. And this dope decides to take his broadcaster off the air because he points out that they have had trouble winning in Tampa. An innocuous comment that nobody would have ever picked up on. We can talk about the the punishment in and of itself and how dumb that is. And it is. And Kevin Brown will end up just fine. This is not going to be an issue. We can talk about the fact that it was on the screen as well as he was talking about it. So this is something that wasn't off the top of the head. It was an hour earlier that they had prepared to talk about. It said on the screen, last time that they won there, what it did do? was draw attention to that as opposed to the fact that the Orioles are a great story in baseball this year. They are a great team. And they have actually made an organization that has been irrelevant for 25 years, relevant.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or... Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.